Hello and welcome to another episode of the Quest for New Inspiration. I am the host, Katie Mashler, and as always, I'm here to share a very inspirational guest with you today. I am so excited to share my episode with Clarkisha Kent, an Nigerian American writer, culture critic, and former columnist. She is also fascinated with using storytelling and culture criticism not as a way to overcome or transcend her unique identities, but as a way to explore them, celebrate them, and affirm them, and most importantly, normalize them and make the world safe enough for people who share them to exist. I hope this episode inspires you as much as it's inspired me. Well, thank you so much. So my name is Clark Tisha Kent. Um, I am obviously first a writer, always have been. Um, I do kind of moonlight as what I would call a chaos agent. You know, I'm very ungovernable and I enjoy being that way. <laughs> but, you know, um, other than that, you know, I've written for a lot of places. So Entertainment Weekly, BET, MTV, things of that nature. And, you know, I do have a book coming out called Fat all fit on that kind of deals with fat phobia but kind of beyond the typical scope of fat phobia um just tracing the force that is fat phobia through like multiple facets of like our personal lives and also society so yeah that would be my quick little dirty spiel and yeah what kind of led to you said that you've kind of been writing your whole life what kind of started that and then what kind of made you I guess, move from a hobby to a career? Um, so the way I like to explain it is that, you know, as someone who is spiritual, right, um, I feel like there is a huge chunk of us, I don't know the exact percentage, so nobody, you know, don't get mad at me, but um, there's a huge chunk of us, if you believe in that kind of thing, that come here and we just know what we're already supposed to be doing. Um, obviously, some, you know, other people got to figure it out for themselves and there's nothing wrong with that, right? But sometimes you get here and you're like, okay, I already know I got to do A, Y, B, C. So I'm going to start as soon as possible. Obviously, when you're a kid, that's difficult. Yeah. Because, you know, you're under the thumb of certain adults and they can decide that they kind of want to get you off that like path for whatever reason. Um, so for me, that's how I felt. Like I was born, obviously, gained consciousness or like around four or five right <laughs> and because <laughs> you know you wake up one day and you're like oh my god I exist but um around that time I just kind of started writing like these small paper books with my one of my friends and it just kind of took off from there um and then like you mentioned it evolved from the hobby of the small little books to me being like you know what I do want to be like the author like for serial so um after I kind of made that decision, which was like, I think between the ages, ages of 10 and 12, um, that's kind of what I've been working towards since. That's awesome. Well, I love that. Um, what, how do you, how does that kind of work? Because you mentioned some like pretty big names. Um, just curious, do you just like pitch yourself or how does that kind of work for like writing wise and it is that's a great question so I started out way back I mean I've been writing all my life obviously but professionally you know quotation yeah um I started technically 
around 2012, 2013, because I started my own now defunct blog. Um, and then around 20, like 2015, 2016, um, I got my first ever commission, um, written piece by The Roots, um, which was, um, commissioned by my editor at the time, Miss Aisha Callahan. Shout out to her. Because she was, like, one of the first serious editors to, like, give me a shot at writing. So, okay. professionally, anyway. So, then after that, it kind of, like, took off from there. Now, obviously, like, demand will wax and wane, right? Because yeah. free, the freelance world is very, it's very ugly. If you can stay out of it, I would encourage you to. But there's, <laughs> there's nothing about it that's, like, calm and nice. It's stressful. Um, but from there, um, sometimes I would pitch myself. Um, and my work. Um, and then other times, like certain editors, if they had heard about me through the grapevine, if someone recommended me, then they would come to me directly like, hey, you know, I have this topic. Um, would you be interested? This is how long I want it to be. This is how much it pays. This is the deadline, et cetera. Gotcha. So with that, do you kind of have... Well, with kind of your expertise gaining, do you kind of have a niche that you kind of like to write into? And what kind of, I guess, drives that passion? Excellent question. So, you know, I try to write what, you know, I know like our old, you know, English, art, whoever have you teachers like to say, write what you know. But it's really true. Um, And that's kind of where I try to write from. Um, So a lot of what I write, is based on my life experiences but obviously because like I am like also like a pop culture writer I try to weave it in to actual pop culture otherwise it's just me like talking so (laughs) so that's basically what happens um in terms of like the area other than that you know like I mentioned I write about fat phobia at length um racism misogyny um misogynoir combination of racism and misogyny and pertains to um as it pertains to black women um i used to do a lot of like marvel dc related stuff but not as much anymore because like as time goes on it's a lot to keep up with so yeah (laughs) yeah there's that and you know i feel like any kind of social issue that i have personally dealt with Mm-hmm. I'll try to like talk about at length at length because sometimes it's helpful to others because you know they may not yet have verbiage. Yeah. I'm like a big proponent of like making sure people have verbiage to like tell people you know tell people what's wrong, like what's going on. Um, because sometimes when you don't have the right words, you can't get the message out, which spells like a whole different other list of problems. I love that. So you did mention your kind of expertise or I guess writing knowledge on fat phobia and also your book. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yes. So um, in terms of my book, like I mentioned, it deals with fat phobia. Um, The particular genre is a memoir. And I know how people feel about that genre because it's how I felt too when my agent pitched it to me. Because for me, I feel like I feel like a memoir is like inherently like a little bit narcissistic, just a little bit. Cause it's like, it's different for me, for me personally, I can't speak for anyone else, but for me personally, um, I view a biography and a memoir different 
because, you know, a biography can at least appear to be a little bit objective, right? Uh, right. Especially depending on who's writing it. Um, sometimes it can still have a bent. I've seen biographies who are like, okay, the person writing this clearly had like an agenda, right? Yeah. Um, but for memoirs, like there's always some type of angle, right? And the person is not telling you like their whole life. It's just specific points in time, which is okay, but specific points of time that's been curated for like whatever I guess their message or point is, right? Yeah. So I remember when my agent first pitched it to me a couple of years ago, and I was like, Here's but then, yeah, I was like, oh, but um, now that we're here um, and like kind of like along the journey, I found that it was actually important for me to curate a lot of these stories um, that, like I mentioned, de dealt with that phobia, but also yeah. like other things like colorism, um, racism, once again, um, misogyny, um, purity culture in the church, like really important things that usually don't get talked about with the intersection of that phobia. Um, so I really thought, I was like, you know what? There's probably other people out there with these stories who once again don't have verbiage. So yeah. I was like, as much as like, I am very private, I was like, okay, let me pluck at least like one or two of these stories, um, you know, for the public, right? So people can really see what I'm talking about when I discuss really destructive forces like that phobia. So what is kind of, I guess, I don't know, some inspirational advice that you have for those people who don't really have that verbiage, as you said? Um, I can't say that, you know, keep always keep reading, always keep learning. Um, I feel like as human beings, we are supposed to be dynamic and we're always supposed to be learning. I feel like if you get to a point where you're like, oh, I don't really need to learn anything anymore. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Like, personally, I feel like until you are like dead and gone, like long gone, there's literally no reason you shouldn't be learning something new, whether it's like learning for a new place, like learning about a new place, excuse me, new hobby, talent. I don't know. Maybe you want to learn if you like different colors than your usual favorite color right <laughs> so yeah my inspirational thing would be for those people who don't yet have language keep reading so you can find the language um and like hopefully when you keep reading the language will find you because again you're doing what you're supposed to do as a human being which is you know continuing to evolve and grow and expand or what have you i love how pointy you are you can totally tell that you're a writer <laughs> <laughs> thank you well, um, I don't want to take too much of your time, but any kind of, I guess, last piece of advice that you have to share and then let us know where our listeners can find your new book, when it'll be out and when they're connect, connect, where they can connect with you. Mm -hmm. um, last minute advice, I would definitely say to um, do your damnedest to like form a community or find one that already exists. I like with the way the world is going right now, all these terrible policies, um, 
housing, like rent is like highest, but like there's so much terrible shit going on. Really, really need to find your community. Um, so that like no matter what happens, whether economically, spiritually, physically, doesn't doesn't matter. You're okay. Because you already have like a really rich support system behind you. Obviously it's easier said than done, but you know, um part of part of doing the work to get the big thing right, like community, is making sure you're laying down a strong enough foundation to make sure your community has staying power. So yeah, I'm learning with what's ha- what's been happening for the last couple of years because I myself went through a house fire like in 2020. Um, so I would not be here without my community um, on two fronts. One, because, you know, they helped me like crowdfund when I, you know, I was, everything was fucked up. And then the other being the fact that, you know, the firefighters in our community aren't the one that got to me and my sister. It was actual people in our community. That's and nice. one of them happened to be like a volunteer firefighter. So we got, we really lucky. We yeah. really lucky. So um, that's what I mean, though, about like building that community. Because if they didn't know who we were, I'm, I don't think they would have came over. Like maybe they would have out of the goodness of their heart, maybe. But I think it helped more because like we all knew each other. So yeah. when, you know, push came to shove and me and my sister were unaccounted for, people went looking for us. So. Yeah, I encourage everyone, if you can, find find or build that community. Awesome. Well, tell us where we can find your book and when it comes out. Yes, so um, my book is being published by Feminist Press. So you can go straight to their website, you know, look up Fat Off, Fat On, A Big Bitch Manifesto on yes. feministpress.org. Um, you can also find it in Barnes Noble, Reparations Club, Books Million, anywhere that sells books, really. Um, I also encourage people to request it from their local library too, because a libraries are very important. Yeah, building block society, right? Make sure you request it; it helps. Um, but also be, you know, it's nice to have it in circulation too. Um, so other than that, for my socials, you can find me um, at I write all day underscore on Twitter, at Clarkisha Kent on Instagram, also at Clarkisha Kent on high social um and then besides that my website is a really good place to like reach me and it's www.clarkishakent.com all right well i will be sure to put all of those links in the show notes thank you so much thank you appreciate it and that is it for this week's episode i truly hope this episode leaves some positive impact for you and if it does please let me know i love to hear the impact of these podcasts Thank you so much for tuning in. It truly does mean the world to me. As this is a new season, I want to send a call to action to all my listeners. If you are a teacher, coach, or mentor, and you have a story to share, send it my way. I love to hear new stories of inspiration. And for more inspiration, make sure to tune in next time.